0: you get some special items to enhance your FLR and we all win without a stupid-ass commercial. This podcast is intended for mature audiences only. If you're not 18 years of age or older, there are thousands of other podcasts you can listen to and you can come back and visit us when you are 18. This podcast is meant solely for entertainment. We are not licensed doctors, lawyers, or therapists. We simply have a fascination with the lifestyle, and I'd love to share it with you and get your thoughts and opinions. Hey everyone, join me on my journey from living a 100% vanilla life to tiptoeing into a whole new world I never knew existed, exploring a life that puts a whole new spin on sex and its meaning to me, from chastity devices and cup holding to my experiences and the lifestyle, I have met some amazing people and had some crazy experiences and learned a lot about myself along the way. Welcome to Christine's FLR Podcast. Welcome back. Episode 25. We had to cut that one into a two parter. So, welcome back for part two with my fantastic new friends who also support me on Patreon. And I greatly, greatly appreciate that. I really, really, really love connecting with people, and I really love connecting with the people on Patreon. I have met some great people, and I'm really happy to have the ability to connect with people through there, through my email, whatever. I just love chatting with people. So let's dive into part two of chatting with my new friends.
1: We've talked in the past about how there are a lot of people that actually kind of live this life already, but they aren't aware of it in essence, right. Mm -hmm. They're not aware that, you know, the woman is, is the dominant of the two. The man is the submissive of the two and kind of playing into what you've said about being happier and how that, you know, plays into your jobs and, and how that works. I think it's interesting that so many people live it already. They just don't understand that they live it already, you know? And and if they, if they just flip a switch and like, Oh, I get it, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, obviously that, that's happened with us, and, and it seems it's happened with, with both of you as well.
2: Well, society doesn't really have room, or at least in the general collective sense, for relationships like ours. I mean, whenever right. in situations where I've been me, I get, oh, you're a dyke, you're a this. It's like, no, I, I mean, I, I like women, but I'm just me. There's strong women are always put down, or you're a bitch, or you're something, and society right. doesn't really like it that much.
0: Well, and well, I don't understand what your fucking sexual preference has to do with how you act. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why, whether you like women or not, why does that have anything to do with your attitude, your sexual preference? I mean, it's who you are, but it doesn't affect how you treat other people. Men are I
2: don't threatened by strong women. Oh, there's the story. That's the story of my biography. Threatened by strong women. Every manager mm. I've had, every time I've stood up for myself, and they just don't like that.
0: I just think that, like, that is one thing that I just can't seem to grasp. There's ways to respectfully stand up for yourself and, you know, advocate for yourself. But it's like people or people in society or society in general just makes you feel like shit because you're standing up for yourself Mm -hmm. and makes you want to try and back down. And Mm -hmm. I just that is one thing I just can't seem to get a handle on. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I don't think many men get your too assertive written on their performance reviews. Yeah, that's good. Well, oh, you're, you're assertive. That's great. But when you're a woman, well, you know, you try and get along with people.
3: On the flip side of that, you know, I mean, in my in my job, I need to be assertive. I need to be an advocate. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm submissive at home and generally I have a submissive mindset. You know, it's like I'm going to stand up for myself, you know, if I feel like people are being um, treating me with respect or I'm going to stand up for other people if that's what I'm doing, if I'm advocating for other people or things like that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be a good advocate. So um, right. so I don't carry it. I sort of don't carry it around in that regard, you know, one sure. the hat that I'm wearing. So but a, isn't that
2: usually connect- true in these kind of relationships? When we were first doing the Apex oh, yeah. thing, it was like teachers, cops, you know, they tend to be bottoms because they want to get rid of that stress. And yeah. we mm-hmm. yep. laid back, lazy people. Actually, that was why when we first started out, and he said, oh, I'm into the whole BDSM thing. And I had kind of been looking at it. And it wasn't that I felt I was submissive. I am just not, I'm kind of lazy. And I was like, I don't want to go through all that shit making scenes and tying you up. I want someone to come fuck me. And if I got to get tied up mm-hmm. for it, that's fine with me.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. I can go along. With it. Yeah. That's right. And when, I, when we first met, she actually, she had her little harem. She, she mentioned uh, one of the boys that was in her harem. And uh, I was like getting back into the dating scene. So I was like, and I was looking for a long-term relationship. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, in the beginning I was like, yeah, you know, this is what I'm looking for. Very, it's very easy to be honest with her. So just like, this is what I'm looking for, I, you know, X, Y, and Z. I'm looking for a long-term relationship. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, well, you know, maybe we're not going to be that compatible because I'm not really looking for a long-term relationship. I'm, you know, I've got these three or four guys and I'm kind of saying, if you want to join my harem, you can join my harem. And I'm like, ah, hey, you know, I got to get back into things. So why not? As long as everybody's up front, nobody's getting hurt. Everybody understands. Deal is, we're all safe and all that, and and then it's like, and then what was it? Three, uh, two or three dates later, she was just like, "Yeah, you know, I'm not going to see this guy anymore." Yeah, Um, you're my, you're the one I want to see. Well, he was smart and he played hard to get.
2: (laughs) Oh my! And actually, yeah. I went to work the next day and said to one of my friends, the other, like, who is this fucker that doesn't want to come home and have sex with me? That doesn't happen.
3: It I was being a gentleman. Hmm. Well, it mm-hmm. worked. Okay. And here we are 20 years later.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So on that note, I know you had said that your sexual drive when we were talking about chastity, that your sexual drive has kind of diminished. Mm-hmm. And... um. How does that play into, do you, do you participate in cuckolding? Is that something you guys like, enjoy, or is that, you know, I mean, it sounds like obviously maybe in the beginning you weren't watching the action taking place, but you know, does cuckolding fit into your dynamic or is that anything you guys participate in?
2: No, honestly, if I never had sex again for the rest of my life, I probably wouldn't even notice it. But getting back to the fan fiction thing, that was how I got my hand, head wrapped around this is there's a whole subgenre of the Kirk Spock thing where if you know Star Trek, the whole Pond Far a it horny every seven years, and the question was, mm-hmm. how can you fall in love with someone that never wants to have sex? And the answer was, well, maybe Spock isn't horny, but he sure likes making Kirk happy, so he's going mm-hmm. to jump on board with everything. It's just not coming at it from the same place, but we end up in the same place.
3: Sure. I'm a doctor, not a cuckold. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think she would like to see me suck somebody's dick.
2: Though. Yeah, I would watch. But like I said, I'm, yeah, I it's it's like someone turned a knob and it just shut off. Yes, I like watching. I like making you suffer, and I like <laughs> watching you <laughs> in your little outfits and stuff. That makes me happy. Yay!
3: Yeah. Well, and the main thing, and I, I honestly, I think the the main thing, even if all that went away, it just I get a lot of satisfaction at this stage of my life. Making you happy, I get a lot of satisfaction of trying to be thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doing the dishes, you know, just doing all the little things, uh, fixing up the house, mm-hmm. taking care of all the things that you've been nagging me about to do. Mm-hmm. Really, that I haven't been doing prior to the FLR, prior to the FLR, mm-hmm. and now okay, <laughs> they're all the detail stuff because I'm really good, kind of like with the with the big project, mm-hmm. but then when it comes down to like the details of like the trim and all, filling in the holes and all that stuff, I'm not so yeah. I, so mm-hmm. now it's like it's easier actually for me to do that when somebody else is telling me. It's,
0: it's interesting to me that, you know, you mentioned that, um, you know, sex really isn't part of your dynamic or doesn't need to be. And I think it's interesting to point out that you can 100% have a successful female led relationship or relationship in general, that the sex isn't necessarily part of it. Like there is so many different ways to connect emotionally even sexually without actually going to the full length of intercourse. I mean, there's so many things that even that I noticed mm-hmm. with him that he does to me that make me feel very fulfilled and happy. And I mean, we don't, I mean we don't never have sex. We just don't have sex a ton. Not <laughs> very often.
1: But I completely identify with feeling more fulfilled at this point in my life, serving or, helping or propping up or encouraging or whatever the verb is I feel better about me I feel good about me if I can do those things for her so I absolutely identify with that yeah I was
2: actually thinking of bringing him to a couple's massage and being like just pay attention to what they're doing and then do that Mm. yes okay well there's no such thing as that's a good plan (laughs) and then I get another massage out of it
3: so, in regards to the to the cuckolding thing, because I know that is a, a big thing with some people, and I and mm-hmm. to be honest, like when there was there was a time when I was, and and even now I like there's porn that I like to watch. I like I like the idea of it, um, mm-hmm. but I'm not like I'm not attracted to men, and I haven't had any mm-hmm. like homosexual experiences except for one when I was um, younger, and me and another guy masturbated in front of each other, and that was about it. it was and fun. I just. Her. No, no, somebody else. <clears throat> She's hoping it was one of this guy's it she... <laughs> Yeah, he's <awesome. laughs> No, it wasn't him. Uh, but, like, what would, and, and I know this is common, but, like, if she wanted me to do that, I would do it for her, and that would be the turn on. Her forcing me to do that, that would yeah. that would be the turn on, because it was making her happy.
1: I agree with that 100. percent.
0: So this is totally. You don't have to answer this. This is really personal. But do you? Do you guys have any? Or do you ever participate in pegging? Or is that anything that would ever interest you? Is that something that's part of your dynamic? Look at her to grin. I like it. I know <laughs> you shouldn't kink shame, but there's just something about
2: a chicken strap on that makes me start laughing, and I can't stop. It's like the the uh, latex people. I'm like, what are you? A black ghost? I don't get. And again, if that's your thing, more power yeah. to you. But I just
3: right, <laughs> sure. kind of... <laughs> There was something I wanted to to talk about if you don't mind. Uh, in yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. and and just the way our our society is. I think that we're switching from a leadership style of, that's been very um, toxic masculinity. You know, very my way or the highway. And I think that we've been slowly but surely, maybe I'm just saying this because I'm in human services and there's a lot of female leaders in, in, in that mm-hmm. field. And I think it's a good thing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that we're switching away from that, from one that is very, um, you know, my way or the highway to one that's more relationship building uh, and, the, and that both of those styles well, you know, when it's not toxic masculinity, but when it is that leader, that more masculine leadership style. Both those styles can be helpful depending on what it is. But I think that right now, at least in America, I think what we're where we're starting to move is is towards more of um, that female le- leadership style, which I think is good. Mm-hmm, sure. I think that the more we can understand each other, and the more that we can we can um, lead at, that builds relationships. I think you get more done that way uh, in the long. run. Yep. Uh, because people want to work for you or they want to do things with you. Um, mm-hmm. but, but I, I think it's a good thing. Um, now hopefully that doesn't sound too off the rails. I do no, have no a degree in sociology, so I know a little bit about stuff, but
0: along that same lines too, I think it is as we evolve towards what you were saying, I think a lot of, I think society's more viewing men still as masculine, but being allowed to show their emotions, like men have feelings too, you know? Sometimes they cry sometimes, you know, and I like to, I would like to think things are moving that way. My ex-husband leads me to believe they're not because he still tells our 12 year olds that boys don't cry and I want to punch him in the dick, but you know, I I hope as we evolve that way, I mean, men can still be masculine Mm -hmm. and have emotions and it, and I think, you know, as evolving in the direction you're talking, I would hope that, or I would like to see or however you want to say it. That, that is more acceptable. Like, society doesn't, oh, you're a pussy because you cry. Like, that stuff is so frustrating.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's, unfortunately, what I grew up with. A lot of us grew up with that, for sure.
2: Well, that's not true. The men in my household do not hug or kiss. Like, it, the joke was, oh, go kiss your dad to one of my brothers. Like, oh, and that would be a big thing. So, yeah, even subconsciously, there's still that. So that just makes mm-hmm. our Scandinavian don't show your emotions.
1: Absolutely. I
0: think relationships will be so much more healthy, whether it's this dynamic, a traditional dynamic, whatever the dynamic is, when men can feel open enough to really share their feelings and communicate like that's the biggest thing that I get in feedback from the podcast or emails from people is, you know, I can't talk to my wife about this. Well, why can't you? You know what I mean? Like if you're not comfortable talking to your wife about this or people are really uncomfortable talking about sexual things.
2: Never mind sociology, from a because yeah. I went to school for history, and if you look at well, our 6,000 years of history, we are just starting to come out of a phase where we had a religion that was about one strong dude. We were taking over the world, and the white man was going over and taking over all the brown guys, and there's mm-hmm. a very top pyramid heavy, the one guy in charge, and then it goes down about the way we live now with the internet and everything going on. We don't need that. I don't need him to go kill a wild boar to keep me fed and safe for the winter. I can perfectly sure. that. But of course the people in power hold on to power. So it's a bit of a struggle, but yeah, I think we're getting there. slowly, yeah,
3: Absolutely, yeah. it's a pendulum that kind of swings back and forth, but I think it's swinging yeah. more towards the progressiveness.
2: But as Stephen King pointed <clears throat> out in the book, uh, The Stand, my favorite book, that mm-hmm. once society fell apart from the plague, Everything went right back to the patriarchy because I did need someone to go kill, well, maybe not me, but most women would need someone to go kill a boar for them and take care of them. So mm-hmm. sure. thank God for electricity. Sure. Yes. And yeah. internal combustion engine. <laughs> yes. <Yeah.
1: laughs> the the only I guess the only extra thing I wanted to say that um she gets comments on her TikTok a lot about, you know, me being um a pussy or me being weak or whatever you know the submissive man can't you know stand up for himself or whatever and i i think the greatest one of the greatest statements is just because you're submissive doesn't mean you're not strong i think that there's a strength that us submissive guys have that non submissive guys don't have and i think one of their greatest weaknesses that a non submissive or whatever has is the inability to recognize you know, or the, the inability or, or refusal to recognize himself, mm-hmm. you know?
3: <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I'm actually, I'm not embarrassed about being submissive. I'm embarrassed about when I was pretending to not be submissive. That's, that was more embarrassing. You know? Right. And it's like, and and it takes a lot of strength to overcome your social conditioning and question, you know, uh, you, you know, you, there's a, there's a statement that I didn't come up with it, but it's, it's about families and it can be applied to our society as well. You have to be disloyal to the dysfunction, you know, hmm. you have to move yeah. on from all that and forge your own path, regardless of what other people are going to think. And, you know, for the two of you, I have a lot of respect for both of you, for being out there the way you are um, suffering the slings and arrows, as well as all, I, I think all the good, hopefully you get good stuff too. And, you know, oh yeah, when we were like, we've only been, you know, involved in this maybe about since Christmas time, I think. So mm-hmm. about three months or mm-hmm. so. Okay. Uh, officially. Officially. Yeah. I mean, we've always, yeah. We've, sure. it's sort of like like you were saying earlier, like we've always had that sort of dynamic, but yep. I was resisting it. I don't know about you, but I was kind of resisting it. And it's like, once we embraced it, like if you're falling dive, Yeah. Okay. You know? once we embraced yep. it, it's just like, now it's, everything's uh, so much, you know, just so much better. Yeah. And, uh, I, got nothing to be ashamed of for that. Well,
1: hell no. For sure. For
3: sure. But in the, and it was important for me to to learn more about it, understand Mm -hmm. what I was kind of like looking at. And the more I read, the more I I did and listening to your podcast, you know, I'm just going to say, thank you. I heard a lot about your podcast, (laughs) you know, well, you just, you're very real. You're very down to earth. You know, I mean, this conversation Mm -hmm. is very similar to what we hear from you on the podcast and our previous Mm -hmm. conversation we have. It's just, there's no difference. It's like, you're just, you're just out there talking about your life and it's, it's just very refreshing. And it was, it was very validating um, for me. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the both of you and I I expect there's a lot of other people who are out there in the same situation. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to to do this was to share that yeah. with yeah. people too, and just let people know that it's okay to just be yourself and communication is the key, which is what you always say. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yep. You now being patient, being forgiving, but being
2: honest. that's what's cool about the Internet is, you know, there might be someone out, I don't know, Duluth somewhere, some guy that doesn't even know how to put into words that he's feeling like this. Yeah. The, the Internet and modern technology. Now he has a name for it. Now. Oh, that's I'm not weird. There's
1: millions yeah.
2: of people like yeah. me and
0: I'm OK. yeah mm-hmm. Right. And that's the biggest stigma that I hate that seems to be attached. You know, I don't get a lot of. People kind of I mean, I get more people on TikTok coming after me than I get people taking the time to reach out via email because people finding my podcast, they have to be searching for me. I don't just pop up, you know. I mean, I'm not at that point. Well, I don't think I just pop up. Well,
1: you'll pop up in an algorithm where people have looked at that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. So most of the most of the feedback that I get is pretty is pretty supportive and pretty kind. But um, you know. It's that stigma that because you like something different, there's something wrong with you. Who determines what fucking normal is anyway? Like, you know, that's such a dumb word when you're trying to describe a person like you just have to be who you are. And if you're not hurting other people, that's normal. That's great. That's who you should be. Live your best life. My
2: favorite quote from Gone with the Wind was the dog's bark. The caravan passes, and I have always applied that to my life. I You want know, to, whatever my caravan's going that way. You guys sit over there and bark at me all you want
3: because I'm still. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's
2: brilliant.
3: Yep. My favorite quote is "Normal is a setting on the dryer."
0: Yes, I,
3: <laughs> I love <like> it. <laughs> Even <laughs> to- I love it a lot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, she won't let me use. She won't let me wash the clothes. I get to do a lot of things, but she won't let me wash the clothes. That's her. Demand. I wash
0: the clothes as well. Yeah, we've learned our lesson. <laughs>
3: i didn't leave the pen in my pants pocket on purpose i promise you <laughs>
0: uh, there is a sharpie in his fucking jeans pocket at least once every other load mm-hmm. or
2: hand- i try
1: to be conscious of that
2: yeah you guys bless your hearts you try
1: <laughs> years and years ago um i for many years uh previous marriage and all that um, I get work orders for what I do. I'm in construction. So I get work orders and that's, you know, gives me the list of the things that I need to do. And that's how I bill off of as well. And uh, I went into the the office where the dispatch guy was and I said, I need a new work order. You know, my wife washed it in my jeans and he said, no, 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 no. <laughs> you left it in your jeans.
2: <laughs> that was a wise man. Yeah. Point
1: taken. Yeah, yeah. Point taken. <laughs> So the mentality changed then that I I tried to be conscious of what I leave my jeans. I'm, you know, I fail.
0: Which worked out because I watched a check once.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) But if I remember, I think I took the blame. Like, yeah, that was me that left the check. And that was not your fault.
3: That was my fault.
0: Is there anything else that you guys want to say?
3: No, I'm just, you know, I'm at the happiest point in my life. I'm very grateful that we uh, were able to do this podcast with you. I'm very grateful that you're out there doing this and anybody else that's out there doing this kind of stuff. um, Just, you know, be yourself. Be happy. It feels right. feels good. Not hurting anybody. Have fun. Carpe diem. Just have fun. Yeah.
0: That concludes my interview and our chat session with lots of laughs and fun. I hope everyone enjoyed this interview and found some of the information helpful. And if not, I hope you at least got a good laugh. I know I got lots of good laughs and very much enjoyed chatting with them. I hope you enjoyed our conversation. I hope everyone has a fantastic week and be kind, stay healthy, show some grace every now and then, and we will chat soon. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening today. I genuinely appreciate your time. If you happen to have any questions, all of my contact information is in the show notes of this and every episode. Don't hesitate to reach out. Also, in the show notes, there is a link to my Patreon, where your support is incredibly appreciated. Patrons have access to advanced and extra content from this and other podcasts that we produce, FLR consulting via messages and video, and input on the production of each podcast. There is also a link to my OnlyFans page. My fans on that platform have access to almost daily posts of photos and videos of me and me torturing my subbie. Full and sample erotic audios and other posts only fans is now the safe place where you can order custom erotic audios videos and photos mention that you heard it on this podcast for a 10 percent discount most importantly though if you have the option to rate and review my podcast on the platform you listen to it on please do good ratings and reviews help boost my podcast in the charts so that more and more people are able to hear what I have to say about the lifestyle. Until next week, be good to yourself and each other.